0: Welcome to the Advice and Insights Podcast with David L. Bonson. Hello, welcome to this week's Advice and Insights Podcast. This is David Bonson. I'm the managing partner and the chief investment officer of the Bonson Group. And I'm going to keep this week short, but hopefully hard-hitting and hyper-beneficial to your understanding of the key issues driving investment markets and driving economic health. As we uh, look this week to one of our favorite subjects, one we've covered in this very podcast before, and that is the subject of CapEx, capital expenditures. And I wrote an article this week at our own marketepicurean.com, meant to provide a little deeper dive into some nuances around CapEx, and that's what I'm going to kind of expand upon here in this podcast you know, we use our Dividend Cafe writing and Dividend Cafe podcast to provide high-level overview of all macroeconomic matters that we think are relevant. Um, but as far as this particular subject, there's a couple issues here that I think are more suited for this podcast. And so you lucky listeners will get to digest some of it now. Now, this is one that uh, – uh, this is a podcast that really hopefully – drives you to the marketepicurean.com website just after you listen because there's a few charts that obviously are going to be more useful for you uh, if you can look at them on your screen instead of just hearing me describe them. But look, we, um, we, we believe that we have had a long but not particularly deep economic uh, expansion out of the bottom of the Great Recession post-financial crisis We have enjoyed economic recovery each year. Obviously, we've enjoyed stock market recovery. And we're at a point now where the recovery, because of how much earnings have expanded and how much profit margins have expanded, that you get to a point where either um, the economy gets into some sort of sustainable extension or expansion that can drive revenue growth higher and therefore drive profit growth higher and, and continue a bull stock market. Or you get to a point where all the good things that are happening risk the idea of margins being jeopardized because we now have a tight labor market. Wage growth could cut into company profits if it's not being accompanied by the necessary increase in productivity. And so we refer to this as unit labor cost. And there's nothing that can contain and constrain unit labor cost more than productivity. And the thesis when I talk about CapEx, capital expenditures, it has been for some time that uh, the death of CapEx is the reason that we have kind of struggled to productivity and not been able to get the margin expansion that we may want across the economy. Now, you've also had um, other issues that maybe have interrupted, particularly last year after we had had a big renaissance of CapEx, a huge increase in the second half of 2017 and first half of 2018, that all of a sudden business confidence took a hit and that obviously affected business investment and and I do believe that to be largely a result of the trade wars escalation, but there's supplemental theories out there that are worth looking at. A uh, destabilization in oil prices last year, near the end of the year, um, is likely a factor. You did certainly have rising interest rates and some constraints on, on access to credit, and not to mention the global uncertainties that that we know were trickling in. You know, both from the trade war and other. Secular factors across Europe, Japan, China, and emerging markets. So I I want to focus today not just on the high level need for increased capex, um, but rather a more granular uh, uh, view of where capex stands right now in present economic conditions. And and so I first and foremost again in referencing some of the charts that existed, at the Market Epicurean article would point to the fact that the capex expansion. From 2009 to 2017, 18, it started to pick up quite a bit in the last, you know, year um, until last quarter. That is, but what had really lagged throughout the um, Obama years uh, was this business investment and what they call uh, as non-residential fixed investment is the official. Uh, label in in how they measure GDP growth, and so one of the charts that we have looks back at the capex growth, capital expenditures uh, spending, its rate of growth, coming out of over ten economic you know downturns, go, g- going back you know sixty years, and you can see that by far the lowest performing growth of capital expenditures has been in the last 10 years out of this economic recovery. And, and I want to be clear. I'm not looking for companies to spend money for the sake of spending money. I'm not um, looking for some sort of Keynesian solution where we talk about digging a ditch for the sake of digging a ditch, which I think is one of the more inane and unforgivably stupid things that has ever entered uh, the, the lexicon of modern economic theory. Um, investment is a more holistic term than expenditures, because unlike consumption-driven or wasteful expenditures, investment captures the productivity objective that is actually at the heart of this discussion. Unproductive capital expenditures will accomplish nothing for the economic cycle, but intelligent business investment drives productivity higher and, of course, as I said, restrains unit labor cost It enables productive growth instead of inflationary growth, which allows for continued healthy expansion. Uh, The demand side benefits of CapEx are not really my primary interest. In other words, the short-term effects that are somewhat stimulative when the actual transactions of CapEx take place. You know, right when a company orders a big amount of tractors, there's, you know, an economic benefit taking place that is demand-driven as the tractors are ordered and that company has to hire people to produce them and deliver them and things of that nature. I am interested in the supply-side impact where there is sustainable and secular advantages from the work those tractors will be doing into the future. I think that that is the uh, sustainable advantage that we are looking to see achieved in the heart of our economy. Now, when it comes to capex, we need to distinguish between what is fairly called hard assets. So think of the tractor analogy I just used, equipments and structures, you know, hard assets, physical and soft assets. Also capital expenditures, also growth producing, but of more uh, intellectual property variety, software, R&D. Hard capex is much more subject to cyclical market conditions oil prices, interest rates, and therefore is more volatile than soft capex. But see, hard capex is also traditionally much larger than soft capex, more expensive, so therefore it packs a bigger punch. And now it's also, when I say more volatile, that up and down movement means it's more susceptible to, you know, turn down. It's not, it's, it, yeah, soft capex, you um, has not really shrunk that much over the last 10 years. You know, pharma, R&D, software, artificial intelligence, a big plethora of technological and medical advancements have made significant drivers of soft capex in the last decade. But yeah, the investment in equipment structures and hard capex needs have been lagging. Businesses have lacked the confidence necessary to make long-term growth investments, uh, particularly into infrastructure. And, and so when you look at the growth of soft CapEx, you don't necessarily see the same degree of struggle since 2007, where it's been hard CapEx that has lagged and hard CapEx that we think is uh, going to drive the next couple innings of economic growth. Well, um, in recent weeks, we've gotten data back on Q4 GDP, and there was a, a healthy pickup in hard CapEx led by oil and natural gas structures, amongst other hard asset investment needs. But business confidence has wavered as of late. So it's difficult to project a reversal of last year's uh, late CapEx decline until we see strong business confidence, which would drive CapEx acceleration. Our view at this time is that the news is modestly good. That a resumption of the late 2017, early 2018 CapEx trend is on the table if a China trade deal is found and oil prices can find stability, let's say, above $55, which is where they are now. A $42 oil price undermines a lot of the hard CapEx thesis. The paradigm shift of the new corporate tax regime has never been fully appreciated by markets. Instant expensing or immediate expensing of hard capex, the repatriation of, of capital held overseas, and, of course, these extended low marginal in, uh, corporate income rates, these things all work their way through the system. And, yeah, we've initially had a big focus on capital return to shareholders, dividend, dividends and stock buybacks, things of that nature – But CapEx is now a logical consideration for companies looking to invest in a more productive future, and with that, an extended economic expansion. Thanks for listening to this week's Advice and Insights podcast. Please reach out with any questions or comments you may have, and we look forward to coming to you next week with another set of our advice and our insights.
1: Thank you for listening to our Advice and Insights podcast with David L. Bonson. The Bonson Group is registered with High Tower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC and with High Tower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through High Tower Securities LLC. Advisory services are offered through High Tower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk. The team in Hightower shall not be in any way liable for claims and make no express or implied representations or warranties as the accuracy or completeness of the data and other information or for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information reference herein. The data and information are provided as of the date referenced. Such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of the team and do not represent those of Hightower Advisors, LLC, or any of its affiliates.